Hey, good morning. I am Playbook co-author Eugene Daniels. It is Wednesday, December 20th, and you already know what's driving the day. Last night, the Colorado Supreme Court ruled that former President Donald Trump is disqualified from serving as president again because he stoked an insurrection on January the 6th. The ruling was close, a 4-3, and cites the third section of the 14th Amendment. This will also, if it sticks around this ruling, remove him from the state's 2024 ballot. Joining me now to chat about this unprecedented ruling, kind of earth-shaking ruling, is legal reporter, guru, our bestie on this pod, Kyle Cheney. Kyle, thank you so much for being here. We finally have something to talk about. You know, we never we never have anything. Uh... I know. <laughs> Never any legal things happening in this country. So I'm so excited, finally, that we were able to get you on the pod again. I guess for a lot of us, you know, we knew this case was happening. We knew it was something that was splitting Democrats on on whether or not they wanted this to go through. But we, I don't know that people what people were expecting. I, know I wasn't expecting to see this from the Colorado Supreme Court. First question, were you expecting it? And kind of get into the nitty gritty of what they ruled here. You know, we watched the the arguments before the Colorado Supreme Court, and we got no clear read on where they were leaning. And 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 in fact, the ruling reflects that it was, as you mentioned, a closely divided four three court. And again, these are all Democratic appointees. So as you said, Democrats are kind of split about this around the country. The court was split about this, and they're all Democratic appointees. So I think it shows you this is this is a very complicated issue. And I think the bottom line, intellectually at least, is if January 6th was an insurrection and Donald Trump contributed to it, stoked it, engaged in it, then he's disqualified from being president. That is what the Constitution says. The question is the Constitution doesn't tell you how do you actually make that call? Who decides, yes, this is an insurrection? Who decides, yes, Donald Trump participated in it? And who decides that means, therefore, he's ineligible for running for office? Well, in this case, the Colorado court said, we can decide that, and we do decide that. And that may be where this runs into some problems when it goes to the, you know, the federal courts. Yeah. I mean, talk to the, the actual timing of all of this, right? We are literally... Three weeks away before people start voting in Iowa, the Colorado Supreme Court in its ruling kind of cited January 4th as this sort of deadline that they're giving the Supreme Court of basically like, please, God, just let us know that this is going to be on the docket, that you guys are going to look at this and then we can walk away from it. So I guess explain the timing of, of this and what people can expect. So my understanding is that Colorado has started printing its primary ballots on January 5th, which is why the January 4th date popped up, the, the, the primary ballot. And I think what the court said essentially was, yes, we're, we, we think Donald Trump's disqualified, but actually we're going to put in place a condition, uh, a caveat that says we're not going to enforce that ruling if it's under consideration by the Supreme Court. So all Donald Trump has to do is appeal to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court doesn't even have to take it up. That appeal just has to be in the works. And this ruling will automatically go on hold until it's resolved. I think that's a reflection of, you know, look, this, this has to get resolved by the, the U.S. Supreme Court because it would just be too much uncertainty if this Colorado ruling were allowed to stand. And that was it. He just didn't appear on the Colorado ballot. and No one ever figured out if this applied nationally or not. So this will almost certainly head to the Supreme Court imminently. How quickly they'll decide it is another question. And as long as it's sitting there, Trump will still appear on the Colorado ballot. 
Yeah, I mean, there feels like a few ways that the SCOTUS could kind of take this up and kind of what they can decide. And I'm curious what you think the probability of of these are based on what we know about this court. And most importantly, what we know about Chief Justice John Roberts and how he wants the court, you know, his court, quote unquote, to be viewed. I, I mean, even more sort of meta or broader than that is that, you know, John Roberts and this Supreme Court has been very reluctant to take up really anything related to Donald Trump's electoral fortunes. They, they've turned down his appeals related to the January 6th committee when they were trying to get access to his White House records. They turned down his appeal when he was challenging the search of Mar-a-Lago by the FBI. And, you know, they've just, they've not shown that they're eager to jump into anything that's going to remind people that, by the way, three of us were appointed by Donald Trump. So so they've sort of stayed away from that, it seems. And John Roberts, separately, is sort of an institutionalist. He wants the court to be viewed legitimately by the country at large. He doesn't like to wade into issues that are going to force the, and, you know, he hasn't been too successful at this in recent years, but tried to make the, keep the court above the fray to an extent as one of the only institutions that has broader legitimacy among the, the larger electorate. So that is the backdrop here when you've now, Colorado has sort of, sort of blows all that up and forces them. And actually not just Colorado, but Trump's criminal cases that are moving forward also force several issues to the Supreme Court that may make that unavoidable now. Yeah. I mean, they're on this issue of kind of like Trump on the ballot, insurrection, you know, 14th Amendment. There are a bunch of different states that looked at this issue, but it seems like the Supreme Court will want to give the country an answer on this underlying question because a country without an answer is probably, frankly, a more dangerous country with possible civil unrest. I mean, you you would think, you would hope you can get an answer to this question because a, a wide swath of the public, I mean, uh, maybe even if the court answers it, they will still view Trump as, as, as illegitimate, as his detractors. Yeah. And I think this idea that there's this core on the left that says, look, we saw an insurrection with our own eyes and we saw that Donald Trump basically created the conditions for it. So how is he not ineligible well, there's complicated legal questions behind that and the history of the 14th Amendment and so, like, the tangled history and the vagueness and, and the, the untested aspects of this make it more complicated than a lot of people would like. But I think given that the people are so entrenched in how they feel about Trump, it would be helpful for the court to say this is the way to interpret this statute, not have states guessing at the way they think it's supposed to be. Let's give a clear, consistent answer for the country. We may not get that. They may not want, as we said, they may be reluctant to, to wade into this when they may have an out, but you know it will be very unsatisfying if that's what they do. <laughs> that's that's putting it lightly. And last question, I, I kind of want to zoom out here, right? Because I cannot think of a time at which we were talking so much about what the Supreme Court or courts were doing, were thinking of doing, could do before a general election, right? Like 2000s, probably the one that comes to mind for people, but that happened after the voting took place, right? So it's like, this is the first time really that we in our lifetime have seen that. They are going to at some point, likely, have to decide whether Trump is immune from prosecution, whether two of the Jack Smith charges are constitutional, whether states can remove Trump from the ballot, and most importantly, 
when they take up and decide the first one, the immunity from prosecution question, that will basically give us a hint as to whether there's a chance of any federal trials in 2024. Talk about all of that swirling, swirling around in, in the political world. When you put off and avoided and tried to stay out of out of resolving these Trump disputes um, for as long as the Supreme Court has, it's now all coming sort of crashing down on them. You know, some some of it's on them, some of it's on just the timing of these criminal cases. You know, you you separately have the gag order on Trump that was imposed that that was you know affirmed by the appeals court in D.C. that I expect will end up at the Supreme Court eventually too, and and so every one of those on their own could alter the trajectory of the 2024 campaign. Here we have four or five issues that could alter the way voters perceive the race or, or you know, if, if, whether Trump is a convicted felon going into the voting, you know, whether he's allowed to talk about certain things for a big chunk of the campaign, and whether he gets up on trial at all. I mean, it, it, you know, there's a lot of voters who would hesitate to vote for Trump if he's a convicted felon, and the Supreme Court might decide whether that's even a possibility uh, before before November, whether he can sit, you know, uh, in a trial and, and be convicted, uh, depending on how a few issues shake out. So the court is going to determine the outcome of the election in in certain ways you know, that it probably never has before, more direct ways than it has before. Yeah. Kyle, you have a lot going on. It seems like maybe your Christmas holiday is not going to be as soothing as, as you thought. I know the Trump folks, it won't be either. So I will let you go. Thanks so much for coming on. Always good to be with you, Eugene. And for your schedule today, as you know, the House is out. It has been since last week. And the Senate is done voting for the year. And we'll be back to vote in January. President Biden will be headed to Milwaukee this afternoon. He'll be delivering some remarks at the Wisconsin Black Chamber of Commerce before heading back here to D.C. I'm Eugene Daniels. Thanks for listening.